Welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Leroy and I'm the founder of the Fit Dad Lifestyle. In each episode, you'll get the chance to listen to helpful hints from myself and also interviews with fathers from around the world, ranging from successful coaches, athletes, entrepreneurs, subject matter experts, and the leaders in their chosen field, talking all things fatherhood, fitness, and success. We hope you enjoy this episode and please let us know what you think by sharing a screenshot into your Instagram story tagging the Fit Dad Lifestyle. And if you can please leave us a review on iTunes, it will help more than you think. Also help to continue our mission of reaching and inspiring over a million fathers by the end of the year. Here it is guys, enjoy. Hey guys, Leroy here and welcome to episode 7 of the Fit Dad Lifestyle podcast. Just a quick intro Today we interviewed Jason Clark. So Jason's from Perform 360, Brisbane's leading functional performance center down in Inogra. Jason joined the fitness industry in 2000 and has spent the better part of 19 years doing everything from boot camps, group fitness, functional fitness, and running a large personal training business. Jason is a true professional, and I really think you'll get some amazing things out of this podcast about fitness, success, and running a successful business as a father. Here it is, guys. Enjoy the episode, and let us know what you think by posting it in your Instagram profile. Thank you. So, guys, welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast, episode number seven. Today's guest, we've got Jason Clark from Perform360 down in Brisbane. Jason's been in the fitness industry for 19 years and leads one of the most premier functional training facilities in the Brisbane region. So, Jason, welcome to the podcast, mate. Can you give us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and also how many kids you have? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for the opportunity, mate, to, to jump on this podcast. So, you know, um, you know, obviously being a dad in the fitness industry, I guess that's uh, one of the main reasons why, you know, you and I sort of hooked up. Um, but to give you a bit some bit of an insight, uh, yeah, as you said, I've been in the industry for 19 years and, um, you know, I've got uh, two boys now and one's uh, three and a half and one's nearly six. And, um, yeah, it's obviously just, uh, you know, your whole, your whole mindset, your whole sort of attitude towards life really does, you know, really does shift, um, that full 180, doesn't it? When the, when the little ones arrive. So yeah, just sort of obviously finding, you know, we're all finding our feet in terms of what we're going to do, how we're going to, how we're going to be a parent, how we're going to be a husband and, and, uh, yeah, just all sort of just finding our, finding our way, I guess. Yeah, definitely, mate. It definitely changes things once the kids come along. It gives you a new outlook on life, and yeah, it does. And it mate, does. perform perform three sixty. Um, tell us a bit about that. You've been in the industry nineteen years. You've probably seen every phase, every fad craze that there has been, um, especially in this social media world. You know why the setup you've got now, and you know how do you see yep. that going into the future? Yeah, well, um, yeah, so as you say, 19 years, and, and we've been opening, uh, well, we opened Perform 360 three and a half years ago, and um, it was a it was a sort of a concept and an idea that my business partner and I had, you know, probably eight to 10 years ago, so we've been in business together, yeah, so 12 years, we've probably been in business together now with my business partner, okay. yeah. um, and we initially started out in Good Life Health Clubs, I actually employed him. Um, I was a fitness director, you know, looking after overseeing all the PTs in a particular club and I put yep. him on as a, as a staff and, you know, over the years I saw him grow and develop and, and we sort of, you know, sort of formed our, 
our business alliance, I guess, together and, and, and um, you know, we, we started up a company called Committed Training, which was ideally just a boot camp company. Um, and this is going back, this is going back to the 12 to 13 years ago, as I said. Um, so we're sort of mainly focusing on the outdoor while we were running our one-on-one personal training business inside, yep. inside of a, of a big box gym. Um, and then from there, we, we started to operate as a business within a business. So our committed training boot camps was now we were hiring, you know, staff in a, in a, and personal trainers and things like that within an organization of good life. So, you know, we would pay their rent. Um, they, would, they were employed by us. And uh, we have a team of five or six, you know, coaches within that business. So, and that was sort of like a real, you know, sort of, uh, a turning point for my business partner Brent and I, as far as you know, the business and, and where and where fitness was going. Um, yep. And then from that point, we probably you know we, we're looking back now. We got a little sidetracked. We, you know, our vision was always to do a, a strength and conditioning type facility with small group training because we saw we saw that the fitness industry was. You know, one-on-one personal training was very expensive. I mean, Brent and I were charging $150 an hour, you know, for, for, for one-on-one personal training. So, you know, that's we wanted to touch more people, we wanted to help more people, but, you know, there's only so few people and that can sort of, you know, train two or three times a week at $150 an hour. So yeah, our, our, our mindset was, well, how do we get more people and how do we sort of impact more people with that, that kind of overhead of 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 um of costing so you know the the perfect solution was small group training and um that's where we wanted to go and then you know we we got sort of a little sidetracked we we sort of opened up a functional training you know facility that was sort of a bit like f45 uh before f45 became evolved yep uh, large group training inside you know big big fancy place uh lots of lots of overheads and um yeah, unfortunately, that was a, a US model that we sort of brought brought back and, and we played around with it and we sort of reworked it to our own sort of style and programming because we're allowed to, thankfully. But um, yep. yeah, that was unfortunate that, you know, that business didn't work out. We were dumping money into it every month to keep it afloat, keep it alive. And, you know, that was, that was, that was a real sort of, you know, serious, tough time financially, emotionally and physically. But um, yeah, you know, looking back now, you're you sort of see it as a nice little learning experience, an expensive learning experience, but one that you wouldn't change, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah. No, it's, that's where we are. And now we're, we sort of looked at that and we, where did we go wrong was, you know, we needed 600 people and we, we wanted to make sure everyone was hitting their goals and, you know, we can't do that with sort of 600 people. We can't give the service that we wanted, you know, with that kind of volume. So we go, well, let's be a little bit more boutique, premium, um, and cut it down to you know 200 members, uh, but in a small group training environment only. So yeah, and that's sort of where we came back to our original thought process of small group training. Um, yeah, and that sort of just really made it made it sort of hit home as far as the the functional training model wasn't for us. And and here we are. Yeah, yeah perfect. We're so thankful that it happens. You know. Yeah, and we'll chat just before this. You said you had dietitians there and exercise physiologists and all this kind of stuff. So you're branching out in that you know wellness space uh, as well to allow your members to get you know even more benefit out of what you're offering. Yeah, that's 
Yeah, that's right. And that's sort of part of the reason why, you know, we, we sort of come up with the name Perform 360. We sort of see ourselves as very holistic and very well-rounded, um, sort of try and cover all angles um, in terms of nutrition. Um, thankfully, my wife, who is, you know, the mother of our two kids as well, obviously, but she's a sports dietitian that operates her business out of, out of Perform 360. Um, and we've got a couple of physios that also sort of work out of the space. Uh, one is a pre and postnatal specialist so okay. we're working with a lot of mums and getting them back into you know training at a at a lower level after after giving birth which has been really really uh enjoyable and 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 i'm very grateful to watch you know some of these mums uh, come evolve you know because it is tough times a lot of the dads out there listening will know what their partners go through you know post post baby and, it, and it's tough for them very very tough for them you know, so yep. to have some sort of helping hand to get the mums back into training is, yeah, it's really rewarding. So, um, yeah, we've also got, uh, you know, junior athlete program that we're, that we're, that we're running. Uh, we've got 20-odd kids in there that come in after school every day, you know, and they've got specialised programming based on their sports. You know, yeah, we've got fantastic. Yeah, we've got hammer throwers, sprinters, soccer players, and they've got specific programs that a couple of my coaches – will oversee you know in those hours after school so yeah um, yeah your your kids in there as well have you got them in there yeah. uh they're, well they're a little bit young to do the junior athletes we sort of yeah. you know our cutoff is uh, that 10 to 17 but yeah oh okay. yeah they come in and and watch dad train and um if mum's got to train and i've got to be at, at work as well so they they definitely know the space pretty well they yeah know exactly where they want to go they want to go to the gymnastics rings they want to jump off boxes and <laughs> things like that. what we consider training they consider fun so mate that's 100 percent right that's so true yeah and mate obviously you know doing what you're doing down there with um, perform 360 and you know being a father you know time management is something that a lot of fathers struggle with and you know as a successful business owner yourself and you know someone who practices what they preach how do you get everything done to the highest ability and you know structure your life to be able to you know have that quality family time but also concentrate on the business and then concentrate on your own training as well right it this 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 question here was uh, always one that was going to be you know pretty difficult to answer because I, I I I truly sort of believe that I well it's hard because I don't feel like as I am as productive as a business owner since having the kids and now we're talking productivity versus maybe time within the business yeah. um, I was always working on the business before kids and. So part of my mindset kind of is that I feel sometimes that I'm not as productive in the business because obviously, you know, you've got to be a father and it takes time away from the business. But yes. having said that, um, I believe that I've now sort of worked in the last probably 12 to 18 months. I've sort of really tried to figure out um, when to be a dad and when to be an owner and a business a business operator and when to be, you know, Jason Clark, myself, when I'm training. Yeah. And that's been a very, very sort of, um, uh, I guess, you know, important learning curve for me to, to sort of get it all, get it all worked out and, and try and sort of try and be the best person I can in every field. And we're not always going to be successful. You know, you'll reflect after some days and go, look, I could have been a better father today or you know, I could have been a better work colleague today. You'll always reflect on those moments. But I think just having 
um, outline your day and your week to go, well, okay, phone's off. This is when I'm with the kids. You know, this is, this is my time. I do the, you know, the reading the books. I do the bathing, you know, and whatever it is, just have a schedule and, and stick to it. And um, otherwise, it just, you just get morphed into being a dad and a business owner or being a dad and, and someone who works, you know, quite heavily. Uh, it just gets morphed into this one sort of big gray area. And for me, I think just separating those two has been a, a real win for me. Yeah, definitely. I think that structure yeah. is is definitely key. It's um, and it is hard with you know the demands of running a business and I guess such a technology heavy world that we live in at the moment. It's it's very hard to switch off and you know really you know yeah. differentiate between between the both. But yeah, if you can switch that phone yeah. off and you have that schedule every night, it definitely you know helps have some sort of normality with it all. Well, yeah, it definitely helps because, you know, like if I, if I do a nighttime routine, which means phones away, reading a book or might be some breath work or whatever it is, um, I'm going to bed a little bit earlier and therefore I'm waking up a bit brighter. Yeah. Um, even though I get up at 4.30 every morning, you know, I'm definitely waking up, you know, after a seven-hour sleep rather than watching TV, you know, and getting six hours of sleep where, you know, it's not, and it's not deep or quality sleep. Um, you know, makes a massive impact, a huge impact on your overall well-being, and you know, waking up in the morning and, and wanting to put, you know exercise and wanting to be a you know a little bit more uh, energetic when it comes to the kids. So yeah, it's been a game changer. Like it really has that sort of getting to bed you know earlier, that one hour earlier, and just making sure that I'm not sort of looking at the phone or the TVs too frequently at night. That's that's it. You know, sort of that's, that's I just turn it off. Yeah, oh, fantastic, mate. And you say you get up at four thirty. Do you train yourself in the morning first thing, or is that for classes? And what yeah, does your typical training week uh, look like these days? Uh, typical training week for me is I still train at twelve, you know, midday. Yep. So you know, the life of a of a coach and a business owner, we yeah, we're up at four thirty, sometimes four o'clock, and um, we're, we're training people at five. Um, we've got sort of five full-time coaches, so I'm not doing the super early starts. There's a couple of coaches that do earlier than me, but we're, we're yeah. def- definitely still coaching within the business. So, you know, it's heavy morning and nights, and, and you know, being a father, it's that's when you needed sometimes the most too. When exactly. Yeah. You needed, you needed morning and night, so it's been a real sort of um, you know challenge in trying to figure out your sort of your weekly routine in terms of you know when are you going to be home and when are you going to have the morning off to you know to help. So, for instance, I took the morning off. Well, I had Mondays off to take the kids to school. It's my only day that I take the kids to school on Monday. So, yeah. you know, that's that one. And, and I'm, I'll try and get, I'll try and be home most most nights. Um, but yeah, just training in the middle of the day. That's when our quiet time is. And um, a couple of coaches are are around, so we'll, we'll sort of get stuck into it around at twelve o'clock. I like to yeah. say it is a, it's our three o'clock, which is generally most people's hardest part of the day. Yeah, it's the hottest part of the day, so it's a bit more mentally challenging. So that's what it's all about, though. <laughs> yeah, perfect, mate. And what what continues to you know drive you to uh, make Performance Three Hundred and Sixty the success it is today, and you know your vision for the future? Well, to be honest, you know it it really is just uh, look setting up obviously you know our family and and and, um, and setting up my kids to to go through school and and to have a nice environment um, it's it's super important for for us is to making sure that they you know they they're looked after and and um, 
you know they have a they have a lifestyle that sort of um, you know we want to we want to provide for them. But you yep. know more deeply than that, it's it's about changing. And you're very similar. It's about changing how the world sees fitness and health. At the end of the day, like you, there's a there's a big you know misconception out there about health and fitness as being too hard, and we don't have time. And you know we've got to slowly, and and we're getting sicker and sicker by the by the year. And we've just got to slowly, you know, so try and work our way to, to, to pull that back and, and to have a bigger impact. I think um, at the end of the day, like no one remembers, you know, what you did in 2019, but they will remember that sort of like the legacy or, you know, sort of the impact that you had on people over, over the years. So yeah, it's about sort of touching as many people as we can and, and sort of creating a movement and, and having an impact on people's lives and, and see that ripple effect, you know, is what it's all about for us yeah fantastic mate and what advice would you have for any new fathers out there or even fathers in general um about achieving success with you know their health and fitness fatherhood and and any company or business that they might be in the best, yeah the best advice would be just life too short you need to do something today if you haven't started something you just got to do it you got to start you just can't sit back and expect everything to be hunky-dory because it's not going to be. We are, as I said, we're getting sicker and sicker by the, by, by the year. And yep. I think every out there, look, without putting people in a, a sort of a box, but for me and for, um, you know, a lot of other fathers out there, I think it's super important that we are active with our kids, you know, not necessarily for our kids, but it's with them. So, you know, I don't want to see any father held back because of, you know, they can't go kayaking with their son because, you know, they don't, they don't have the flexibility or the strength or the core strength to, to jump in the, the kayak. Well, they want to go, you know, the kids want to play soccer and they're just, you know, they're too tired to keep up. Yeah. You know, that's, that's sort of heartbreaking for, for me. Um, and as I said, let's, let's do something now because, you know, we're not getting any younger um, and life is too short, you know, my, my father passed away at a very early age, at 44. And and if I, if you had asked him the question, would you want to leave your son when your son was 10 years old? You know, yeah. of course not. No father wants to leave their family, you know, behind because of you know health related issues. So if we can have an impact, and we can have uh, you can direct your your health and your life. And you can you can take ownership on being healthier. Well, then you're going to live longer, and you're going to be able to do the things that you want to do with your family. So, it's you just got to just got to take action. Yeah. And you got to you got to be around a like-minded community. Like you know, there are going to be times that it's not easy, and you know, don't be afraid to say, hey, you know, like give me help, give me, you know, I'm not getting any sleep. Just just make me do it. You know, make yeah. me do it. You know, and and that that's 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 crucial as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that's one of the biggest things that we try and preach as well is, you know, losing that word regret, you know. So in 20 years' time, I don't want anyone on their deathbed or anyone, once their kids have left home, to have that word regret come into their life and wish they did, you know, what they could be doing right now very easily. Um, it's yeah. sort of regret, you know, just eliminate that word out of their life and it will be a lot better, I think. I mean, that's it. I mean, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people's bucket list involves some sort of, 
activity, right? Like whether it's yeah. walk the Great Wall of China, whether it's you know climb Kilimanjaro, it, it involves some level of activity. You know, once again, I'm you know I'm putting you know, in a in a sort of stereotypical box here, but I'm assuming yeah. most bucket list uh, activity orientated. And yet, when they're financially ready to sort of commit to those things, they just they're they're physically not ready. So I just don't see the sense in you know having all these dreams out there if you, if you're physically not able to do it at a, at an age that you should be able to do it. Um, you yeah, know, is it a, is, it's a bit of a shame, but let's let's just change how people think and let's get people moving. You know, more more frequently. Yeah, hundred percent, and and it's more about doing it for the long term as well it's finding something that they actually enjoy so it's not going to be yo-yo effect where they go to an f45 or a, a boot camp and do an eight-week challenge and then you know go great guns for eight weeks feel amazing look amazing but then you know slack off because they've been burnt out or you know they've got no yeah. nutrition left and then they do it again and then you know it's just this yo-yo effect that just isn't sustainable so it's just finding that thing that you actually enjoy doing and one hundred percent. That is the biggest thing. You've got to enjoy it. I quite often turn members away, or you know, don't mind them saying I can't remember because they don't enjoy it. They've got to find something they enjoy because it is the long term. And then you know, on the on the on the flip side, if someone goes, well, you know, they want to lose ten kilos, or they want to get their squat, or they want to get their um, you know their run time better, well. You know, my, my, my initial response to that is, you know, if we're going to be training for the next 40 years, what's the rush? You yeah. know, there is there is no rush. It's about sort of just being slightly better than the day before. And if you're not, then you're just doing something that is progressing you to your goals. It is. It's a big picture thing. And um, unfortunately, we are, as a society, becoming a little bit more <laughs> short-term focused. Um, yeah. Yeah. But... You know, as I said, we're, it's, a, it's a long-haul game, this. So, oh, mate, yeah. 100%. And I, I sort of quote that Gary V here, it's it's the marathon, not the sprint. And I think, you know, a lot of the stuff, and I, I mentioned this in the previous podcast uh, I just did this morning, a lot of the health and fitness industry is so, you know, blurred in regards to you've got all these pyramid schemes on one side offering the quick fix, and then you've got all these, you know, multitude of, you know, fitness facilities and personal trainers offering everything under the sun and supplement companies doing the same. Like there's so much, you know, cloudiness in the industry. It, it must be hard for people who aren't embedded into it to actually work out, you know, what they're meant to be doing. You know, it mm. must go through so many different trial and errors until they find that perfect thing. Yeah, and that's right. And I think with the digital age too, and I think long form conversation like we're having now is 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 the way of the you know the future because yeah, just to see a quick two minute video on on YouTube or see an Instagram post or you know it is very very you know just attention grabbing type stuff, and we've got yeah. to sort of be a little bit better and seeing through that and 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 look at long form a little bit more and and read a bit more you know books and things and and study a little bit more and 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 bringing it back to that point you said before and making sure that we do enjoy it you know like if if you enjoy hip-hop dancing and, and you're getting your heart rate up and you're having some fun and you know and you're sleeping well because of it and you want to you know you don't want to go out partying because you've you've got to do something the next day. Well, then that's a real real positive, you know. Yeah. Um, it's 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 whatever's going to going to take us towards our goal a little bit more, and yeah, just live a sustainable, as you say, like a, just living a healthy, sustainable life, and 
and being present with your kids, you know. I find if I don't train, like, you know, there's no, no doubt that I like to push my – I like to give myself what I call a thrashing. For some yep. other people in the fitness world, it might, might be nothing compared to what they give themselves or, or what they put themselves through. But in my own sort of mental capacity and physical capabilities, I, I like to send – you know, I give my body a bit of a thrashing. And I'm a better father for it. I really do. You know, I need that sort of uh, that adrenaline rush and then the fatigue you know, post training to, to really sort of, you know, make me see and be present with the kids a lot more. So, and that's another thing that dads probably can take away from it. Like it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tool that you can use to, yeah, make you feel more present, um, more in tune with your kids and your partner, because it's very easy. I don't know about, I don't know about you, Leroy, like the, you know, it's very, very easy for dads to feel guilty yep. about time away. Like, oh, well, you know, mum's at home you know wife's at home with the two kids and and you're out training it's very very easy to feel guilty and that's that real strong emotion that we sort of need to get a get a get a grip on because you know if we don't go out and train if we don't push the boundaries a little bit then um you know as i said we won't be as present at home and, and what's better you know a dad that's not present sitting on the couch or a dad that's just going to get after it for an hour and and be and be a great dad so I look yeah. at uh, the option B, you know. Yeah, hundred percent, mate. It's and it's and it's great for mental health as well. And you know, amount of problems that you know fathers or males in general are stunned to face in the whole mental health uh, aspect at the moment. It's great for that you know thirty minute, sixty minute release, and you know just switch off, not yep. think about anything yep. else, and then you know be able to be present because they're not stressing about what they have been all day because you know it's been walked, worked out of their body. So, no, I think you've hit the exactly. nail on the head with that. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect, Jason. Well, thanks a lot for the chat, mate. We'll work on wind it up. So before we go, yep. mate, where can people find you online? Uh, whereabouts is your gym down in Brisbane, and um, what do you have coming up that people might be able to get involved in? Um, well, Perform Three Sixty Wetter Nogra on the north side of Brisbane. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. To make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes, please subscribe to the channel. Also, if you have time and can leave us a review in the iTunes store, that would be greatly appreciated. And before you go, make sure you screenshot this episode and post it to your Instagram stories tagging the Fit Dad Lifestyle.